help your four-year-old find joy in learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Hi, this is Mike Stone from South Florida Hypnosis, wishing Rob, his family, and the entire X-Zone Nation a joyous holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and a happy, healthy New Year. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Excellent, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV, and our growing family of independent broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. And if you'd like to catch any of the shows that we've done, the last 1,000 shows, they're available free of charge at exonepodcast.com. 
My guest this hour is Keith Cornell, and uh, writing has always been a passion of Keith's, author of a new book entitled Superborn. He has been writing now since he was 12 years old, writing secret agent short stories in his room, imagining he was James Bond. Superborn was the work of pure inspiration that has created a new genre of novels, the superhero novel. Keith says, and this is a quote, My alter ego, the narrator of the book, comes from an unknown area of my mind. As he bears no similarity to me, yet I can't stop writing in his voice. Now, writing has reemerged in the last uh, few years as the focus of his life. His love for writing took a backseat as to his career in business and his family for a number of years. Superborn is Keith's third novel and published with uh, Audacious Press. He also published a children's book, The Big, Big Game, in 2002. Keith is also the founder and owner of Crown and Cornell Corporation, a firm focusing on developing green operations, which does business throughout the United States and Canada. And Keith is currently developing a wind farm in central Pennsylvania. And to Keith, our hats off for that because, you know, this is so important these days. Keith is a graduate of John Carroll University. He lives with his wife and son in Ohio and spends his limited spare time writing, sculpting, and creating video productions. Joining me now is Keith Cornell. And Keith, welcome to the X-Zone. Uh, hi, Robert. Thank, thank you for uh, inviting me to the X-Zone, a place where fiction is reality. It's a perfect place for me to talk about my favorite subject, Superborn. Superborn. Uh, you and I are going to be talking about Superborn in, over the next hour, Keith. But right now, you and I have to take our very first commercial break. It's two minutes, so whatever you do, please don't go away. We look forward to talking to you about Superborn and how it came ab uh, about, as well as maybe you can give some of our listeners some tips out there if they have a story that they'd like to write about. I look forward to it. All right, XO Nation, Keith Cornell is our special guest. Here's the website, Superborn.net. That's www.superborn.net. 1-800-610-7035. Worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And don't forget... If you'd like to catch up on any of the shows that you have missed over the last 1,000 uh, segments, divide that by four, that's what, 250 shows? All you have to do is go to www.exonepodcast.com. It's 100% free of charge. Yeah, we don't charge. We want the message of our guests to get out there. So once again, that's www.exonepodcast.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go away.
explanation, Keith Cornell is our special guest. Keith is the author of Superborn. And um, tell me, Keith, where did you get the title Superborn? And can you give us a little bit of an idea what Superborn, and I believe it's a seduction of being, is all about? Yeah, uh, Superborn is uh, concerns a number of women who were uh, born in the area around Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, they were the result of uh, uh, experimentation by the U.S. government in the Cold War with epsilon radiation, and they were born to develop superpowers as they aged. And in their 30s, uh, after having a normal life for 30 years, they've suddenly developed uh, uh, superpowers, and uh, various superpowers, different ones per each individual. Now, in Superborn, Seduction of Being, you have written a fun, interesting, and somewhat satirical book that covers several genres of fiction and may even be creating a new genre. Yeah. What, what would you classify this book as? Fantasy, sci-fi, graphic novel, or a combination of all of these? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very difficult classification. If you, uh, you go to your handy-dandy Borders or, uh, or Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. and you ask them for superhero novels, They'll blink at you three times, and then they'll send you over to the comic books. So there is no uh, genre of superhero novels. Typically, superhero characters come from uh, graphic novels and, uh, and comic books. Uh, so this is really a unique uh, genre of, of book. Uh, it, it, it has parts of science fiction in it. it uh, as you say, it is a satire. Uh, many of the classic superhero cliches that you would see in movies and other books are, are satirized in this, uh, especially, for example, the, uh, in the first super, Superman movie. Uh, if you recall the flight that Superman and Lois Lane have over the city the first yeah. night they meet, it's, it's very dainty, and uh, she's in a flowing dress, and they're both smiling, and they're touching fingertips. Well, that same type of flight occurs in Superborn, but with uh, dramatically different results. Uh, you, you will never look at the super, Superman Lois Lane flight over the city uh, the same after you read Superborn. So it is a satire as well. Um, but on a different level, uh, it's also a romance. Uh, the, basically, the book, from start to finish, is um, the journalist who is the narrator of the book. Um, it's his search for a, for a superwoman that uh, a scientist has led him to believe exists. And it's, uh, it's actually... Uh, 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 a romantic tale that takes him from um, a, a character who is marginal in society mm-hmm. to a hero. Uh, she, the search for her uh, transforms him. So it, in that level, it's also a romance. So uh, I can't really pin it into one, in, into one shelf in the bookstore. It's, it's uh, a variety of levels on it. Tell me, Keith, why did you write this book? Uh, I didn't have a choice, to be honest with you. Uh, this book flowed out of me. Um, it began flowing out of me on my way back to the office from uh, having lunch. I had no prompting of any sort. The first chapter just appeared in my head and started to play like a movie. Uh, I rushed to the office and began writing what I could remember. I think the movie was better than what I ended up remembering. Um, but uh, yeah, it basically has flowed out of me. And the reader will see in this book... Uh, that flowing. The, the narrator, who is the main character, uh, he makes, he keeps the book flowing. So it, it, it's a book that's easy to read in an afternoon and, and at one sitting, and it just flows from one scene to the other. 
The characters in Superborn, Keith, are very interesting to say the least. Are they based on actual people that you met in Scranton? Uh, uh, the the initial idea came from people I'd met in Scranton. Um, other characters, such as the narrator, who is in many ways totally unlike me, but in is, is a character that I cannot stop writing mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Even when I write a simple uh, letter at work or something, I find myself suddenly jumping into his narrative narrative style. Uh, that person, I don't know where he came from, but it's somewhere inside of me, uh, and uh, he's uh, he's definitely in there somewhere. But I don't know exactly where he sprang from. Uh, some of the other characters are just uh, you know basically again back to inspiration. They just seem to fit fit the circumstances. You portray the women in this book as stronger than men. Now, do you think women actually are the stronger sex? Uh, no, I, I, I believe that, uh, you know, there was <laughs> nature knows what it's doing, and it, it made men and women to be complementary to each other and, and not uh, really competitive or one stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happens in the book uh, is the, uh, uh, the men and the women, uh, when, when, the, when people try to deal with the super women. Uh, and understand them and appreciate them, uh, they benefit by it, and, and both are made stronger by it. When they try to compete with them and uh, defeat them, they, they ultimately are, pay the penalty for doing so. So, uh, no, I, I don't believe that uh, one sex is stronger than the other. Uh, I believe that's a very complementary situation. In this particular book, you'll find the uh, uh, something that I think a lot of women can relate mm-hmm. to is that men of, of the generation of the superborn, the men who were born in that same time frame, uh, the early, late 70s, uh, those men are, have reduced functionality, reduced powers, and the women, on the other hand, have the, the stronger powers. So I think a lot of women can relate to the idea of men as juveniles and uh, women as the stronger sex, which uh, in this generation that we talk about in the superborn book, uh, that is quite true. You know, I've got to tell you something. My wife is a very strong lady, uh, and, you know, we've got six kids. We've got five grandchildren, and God bless her. She, you know, if somebody was to ask me if I thought women were the stronger sex, hands down, I say, yes, sir, they are. <laughs> Any, anyway. Um, but you, you, after reading Superborn, you would think that as well, uh, with uh, so, so the I'm way not- that... The, the way that the men in the book function more like Keystone Cops in comparison to the, the strength of the women. <laughs> well, you're, you're, so your book is based on reality, then? <laughs> oh, definitely, absolutely. Uh, if 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 you look up a, a search on Google yeah. or on Amazon, looking for super women, you won't get a book about about Superborn mm-hmm. <laughs> or about uh, Supergirl or anyone like that. What you'll get is a book about women who are trying to do it all. Uh, in other words, you know, have a career, have a family, have a marriage, uh, and, and do it all. And that is today's woman, and that is uh, the main character in my book, uh, the B.I.B., as we call her. Uh, that is what she is. She is a single mother yeah. who is trying to just get by on her, on her weekly paycheck, uh, has an apartment, just trying to make ends meet, and mm-hmm. suddenly is confronted with these superpowers that are uh, attractive to her as drugs would be. Uh, euphoric when she uses them, uh, and she she has to deal with raising her children and dealing with superpowers and a career. So, uh, in that regard, she she is a superwoman comparable to the woman of today that has so much to deal with. 
Uh, let me ask you this question to talking about the women of today, Keith. Do you think that the women of today will be able to identify with her? Oh, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel they'll, they'll relate to her struggles and the fact that even though she has all these mm-hmm. powers and does all these amazing things, which women of today are, are forced to do, uh, she still has her insecurities and her, and her feelings of inadequacy, and she looks at, her, at herself as not a superwoman, but as just a single mom. That's how she's categorized herself in her mind. So I think women will relate to that struggle of, really, who am I, uh, as well as the struggles of what it takes, the power it takes to be a, a superwoman. You know, my, uh, produ- my, my producer, yeah. Keith, just sent me a little message here. He says, every mom's a superwoman. <laughs> True, Keith. Well, that, again, yeah, that's the point. I think yeah. a lot of women will relate to this character. Is this book an evolution in the development of the female superhero, Keith? Oh, yes, I definitely it is. Um, you, what we have is a woman who is not just uh, a superhero, mm-hmm. uh, or a woman from another planet, or someone like that. What we have is a woman who who was a real woman for thirty three years in the book. Uh, had just a normal life, um, and she suddenly gains these powers, uh, and uh, she, you know, yet she's faced to force all of all of these powers alone. Uh, she's not uh, super Supergirl standing next to Superman. Uh, she's not a woman in the background. Um, there is no Batman. There is just these uh, superwomen, and they are in the lead. Um, and they are real. They have real, real life problems. Uh, she gets colds. Uh, she has to pay her rent. Uh, she has a family to protect. Uh, you know, she uh, she basically has uh, the powers to deal with uh, and figure out how to use them and how what's what is the morality when the laws of man don't apply to you anymore. When when you can do whatever you want. Are you justified in doing it because simply because you can, or or does the same morality that you've grown up with still apply? Um, in addition, there's a um, as she's as she is an evolution in in, uh, in superheroes. She also considers herself an, a a evolution in the human being uh, that she may be the next step in human beings, and and that and that step takes her into new areas and opens new doors to her that. Other people don't have. Uh, for example, the, uh, not only does she have the superpowers, but certainly she also has a, an increased sexuality. Um, and sexuality is a subject that uh, hasn't been dealt with at all, really, with uh, with the classic superhero books of the past. Uh, but it, it is touched upon in, in, in this book. All right, Keith, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation. Our special guest this hour is Keith Cornell. He's the author of Superborn, Seductions, uh, Seduction of Being. That's Superborn, Seduction of Being. His website, www.superborn.net. And Keith and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com.
This is author Judica Illis at www.judicaillis.com. Wishing Rob McConnell and all listeners and viewers of the worldwide Exxon Nation a very Merry Christmas, a joyous Yule, and a healthy, happy, and safe New Year. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. There's an old Christmas card In an old dusty trunk And it brings back sweet memories dear to me Though it's faded and worn It's as precious as the morn when I found it beneath our first Christmas tree, I thrill with every word, every line. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV. 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And don't forget, you can always listen to past shows at xzonepodcast.com. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Keith Cornell. We're talking about Keith's new book. It's entitled Superborn, Seduction of Being. His website, www.superborn.net. Uh, Keith, why do you think people still have such a fascination, and I'm, and I'm glad for you that they do, with superheroes? Well, I, I think that's a multifaceted answer. The, the first thing is uh, this, the times that we are in are, are pretty comparable to the mm-hmm. times when the original superheroes you know, were created in the 20s, late 20s and 30s, uh, when people you know, really were down and needed heroes. And I think the, the superhero is making a rebirth now with the, uh, the tough economic and political times that we're having in the world today. And there's a, a need for, for optimism and, and, and for belief that uh, anything is possible and, and that we can get our way out of this. Uh, uh, and so I think the Superborn uh, fits in with that, uh, that need right now for belief uh, in, in hope uh, and, in, and in the future. Do you think that superheroes are the, uh, this generation's replacement of theology, that superheroes replace the need for deities? Certainly not. I, I think we all uh, we all have our own beliefs and, mm-hmm. and our needs. Uh, I believe uh, 
the superhero may be a an, an incarnation of people's belief in the power of God uh, on Earth. That mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know they're a manifestation of that. That again, the hope that uh, religion brings to people. Uh, there may be the uh, the arms and the legs of of their belief, but certainly not a replacement for it. Keith, uh, much of the story is told through the eyes of the journalist who discovers her secret and documents it. How did he discover her? Uh, that's pretty much a classic uh, explanation of the narrator and, and his his change, his, his morphing from a uh, normal everyday person. He is a, uh, to be honest with you, a, a non-motivated uh, underachiever when the book begins, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a lecherous guy, uh, drinks too much, uh, not very successful, not very driven to be successful. Uh, and he ends up being, uh, you know, um, totally transformed by by this uh, this uh, meeting with the superhero of the B.I.B. in Superborn. Uh, he meets her, in which is the classic way that someone like this would, uh, in a bar in the beginning, in the first chapter of the book. Mm. Um, and it's just totally random facts that she happened to be there when he was there talking to the scientists, and she happens to be one of the superwomen. Um, it's just a total random event, which is, I think, the way life is, unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, just the random situations that uh, that change our lives. And, and this is one, and as he says in the narration of the first chapter, you know, this is the night that changed his life forever, and, and it did. What are some of the superpowers she has? Uh, she is somewhat um, analogous to a Superman type of character in that she is very fast and very powerful, uh, and she is able to fly uh, because of her speed that enables her to, to actually fly. So she is somewhat analogous in, in, as a super, Superman type of, uh, of powers. What does her child think about her being a super, uh, superborn, or, or does the child not know that, that mom is the superhero? Well, that, yeah, this is one of the key conflicts that she has throughout the entire book, is that she feels... feels guilty about the powers. She doesn't know if she even wants them throughout the book uh, because she, she knows that the people that she is dealing with, uh, the people who are trying to use their power in negative ways, uh, would love to know who she really is. And one way to get to her would certainly be through her extended family, which not only is her single mother as a, her daughter, but also her sisters and, and uh, her extended family. So she has to keep it a secret, which is a total frustration. Um, throughout the book, she does marvelous, miraculous things that she just would love to share with someone uh, and just feel giddy about, but she can't. Uh, she can't even tell her daughter because uh, you know, for her to know would, in, would endanger her that someone would find out who, that, that she is the superhero that's doing these things. So she has to keep it a secret, and she has to go through great lengths to, to keep it a secret from her, um, sometimes painful, even painful for her daughter, because uh, her daughter almost discovers her several times. Wow. Um, and ultimately, her daughter begins to idolize the superhero that she reads about mm-hmm. in the paper, and, 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 the, and the superhero would love to tell her that, hey, I'm that person, I'm your mother, and, and I'm that person that you respect so much, but she can't. And it's a very strong conflict for her throughout the book. Keith, let me ask you this. If you were able, or if you suddenly had the same superpowers that your heroine in the superhero book, uh, Superborn Seduction of Being, has, how would you handle it? 
<laughs> yeah, it, so that's that's a question that the book uh, the book poses because there are other superheroes in the book, uh, other superwomen born in the mm-hmm. same period, and they all handle their powers differently. They all make take that question and answer it differently. Um, I would like to think that I would handle them the same way the character in my book, the B.I.B., does. Uh, she handles them in a very moral, social conscious, uh, hum- humanitarian way. And I-, I, loved, I would like to think that I would do that. Uh, the narrator, who unfortunately is also a part of me, uh, wants to just uh, get away and, and use her powers to, to uh, get away from the situation and get away from responsibility and just be. Uh, and uh, that's the other alternative, but, and that's part of me too, but uh, I would like to think I would be more like the, like the BIB and, and use my powers in a, in a moral, like, constructive way. Do you think it's possible that one day in the future... Uh, a child may come from another space, uh, another planet in the galaxy or the universe that has been sent this way by a loving parent like uh, Clark Kent was, and that if they did land on this planet, that they could actually have superpowers? Well, I, I mean, certainly that is all possible, but the, my focus and in, in, in the book is more concerned with the evolution of humanity and, mm-hmm. and of people, and, and I would like to think that this type of superpower or increased powers or, or improved human, if you will, is going to come from within. We're going to promote from within, so to speak, and uh, become better people than we are today. Do you think it's possible that in a lab somewhere in the United States or Canada or somewhere else in this world, scientists are working on creating a superhero? Oh, I'm certain that there are aspects of, of improving the human genome that are, mm-hmm. that are out there, uh, certainly. Um, due to the same event that gives the heroines her superpowers, the men are also affected, but in a different way, according to your book. Yes, indeed. Tell me about why they're affected differently than she was. Well, the, um, the scientist who discovers all of this and who recruits the journalist to help him uh, find this uh, superhero, mm-hmm. he hypothesizes that it is something based on the chemical makeup of estrogen that has done this. Uh, but the, uh, he's not totally certain. He doesn't have all the answers as the book progresses. But, yes, the, uh, the men are definitely affected, and it is definitely a, a comedic part of the book. Uh, it starts right away in the first chapter, and you'll find that the, um, the men are, uh, have reduced functionality, but they're actually, uh, they actually still quite enjoy their lives, and they're still quite amusing uh, and, and lovable characters. It's just that they have given, basically given... A portion of their strength to to the women who are now stronger, um, but it, again, it, it it's in the book mm-hmm. a great deal. But it, it it's a, a comedic part of the book, and it also backs up some of the factuality in the book that uh, the book is based in Scranton because Scranton is somewhat like a number of towns in the in in the world these days. Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, was a boom town and became has become gone through a long period of decline. And the explanation for that in the book is this whole generation of men that uh, have reduced functionality um, and, and really cannot deal with the world uh, in a productive way. Stress will do that. <laughs> yes. Tell me, what was the hardest part about writing your book? Uh, typing as fast as I could think. Wow. <laughs> like I say, this book uh, flowed out of mm-hmm. me. Uh, and I, I basically couldn't type as fast as it, it came out of me. 
that was my biggest struggle. Other than that, it was a work of love. Uh, I amused myself doing it, uh, and I and I really enjoy when people read it and make comments back of how much they enjoyed it or uh, how much they, you know a certain scene uh, made them giggle, uh, outright laugh. Um, so it, yeah, it's it. The hardest part is just it was just basically keeping up, keeping up typing it because it was a work of joy. Now this is not your first book. How did writing this book differ from the other books that you've written? Oh, totally, uh, totally different event. Uh, this was like I say, started mm-hmm. one day on my way home from lunch, not thinking about anything, on my way to work. And it just literally poured out of me um, like a movie. I, I could see the scene, the first scene, and hear the dialogue, see the characters. I could visualize it all. And from the beginning of it to the end of it, that's how it happened. Uh, the other books, I, you know, were more outlined and planned, uh, and you know, pre-directed. This book basically wrote itself and used me as a uh, <laughs> as a device to get it done. Why do you think the big difference in the books? Uh, I think a great deal of it is life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the first book I wrote was when I had very little life experience. The second book I wrote was when I had a little bit, just enough to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> and this one is um, is written after I have a, have had a great deal of life experience, uh, and so I can I can make it re- I can make the book much more real uh, and add in details uh, that make it much more entertaining for the reader to to visualize. Are you going to be coming out with a, a sequel to this book? Oh yeah, Superborn uh, Two is uh, already well into writing. Uh, I've had to uh, to actually stop myself from writing it because it again was is just flowing out of me. Uh, but yeah, Superborn Two is well underway. I, I love the characters. Uh, so much that I basically, you know, I can't give up on them. How do you how do you separate yourself from the book you're writing and your day to day life? I don't. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is my day to day life. Uh, Superborn is, uh, uh, despite the projects that I have and despite the responsibilities mm-hmm. I have at uh, my company, uh, Superborn is, you know, my one of my top priorities. How does your what does your family think? <laughs> uh, my my family is not sure where it came from either, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, my son is just amazed; has read the book and is just mm-hmm. amazed that uh, that his father wrote this. He he just can't believe that this guy who sits and watches watched cartoons with him when he was six, you know, is now uh, is written this book and all these details and put all these characters in there. Um, again, my, you know, my wife is in the same situation. You know, I was most of my time with her. We, you know, we were concentrated on yeah. our family and our careers. And this book just kind of came out of nowhere for her. But uh, she's uh, she's certainly there with me at the shows and uh, uh, you know behind it. Well, you know, it sounds like uh, your your son is very proud of his dad, and you know, as he should be, because it is a great piece of work. Not everyone can write a book. Not everyone can take an idea. And you know, turn it into reality, which you have done successfully. And uh, hats off to you. Well, there's also a part of him that's in this, uh, in the development of this book. Um, he is uh, very much into uh, uh, filmmaking and mm-hmm. acting. And uh, my book trailer. There are two book trailers on the website. Uh, both of them he he made. Uh, a lot of special effects and. Uh, 
uh, you know, very good storytelling. A lot of people have asked me, who made your videos? And it ends up being it's uh, my 15-year-old son who's made them. They're, um, uh, they tell the story. Um, one of them is from the narrator's point of view and one's from the superhero's point of view. Um, and they're, uh, they're very, uh, very, very creative pieces of work. So people should check those out as well as the book because it, it gives you a good story. And my son made them. Exonation, and you can visit uh, this uh, Keith's website and view these trailers yourself. All you have to do is go to www.superborn.net. That's www.superborn.net. Keith, you and I have to take our final break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Exonation, our special guest this hour is Keith Cornell. And we've been talking about his new book. It's entitled Superborn, Seduction of Being. And... Um, once again, for more information, visit his website, www.superborn.net. That's www.superborn.net. Keith Cornell and I will return on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Merry Christmas, everyone. Keith Cornell is our special guest. He's the author of Superborn, and his website is www.superborn.net. That's S-U-P-E-R-B-O-R-N.net. First of all, Keith, thanks very much for sharing this hour with us. It was a great pleasure talking to you. Where can our listeners get a copy of your book that we've been talking about, uh, Superborn, Seduction of Being? Well, there's uh, right now there's two places for sure. Uh, at the website superborn.net, there's uh, the ability to buy uh, ebooks, uh, soft copy, or the hardback. Um, also on Amazon.com, uh, look just check under Superborn, and you'll find uh, you'll find us there. Uh, coming up shortly, there'll be uh, uh, a way to order directly off our Facebook page, uh, but that's not quite up yet. But will be shortly. 
Okay, Keith, another question I've got for you. Why did you pick Scranton as the hub of your book, the hub okay. location for your book? Yeah, all the characters in this book are, are, uh, are basically start out as not heroes. And in order to, to start out with that background, uh, Scranton also starts out as a non-hero. Mm. Scranton is a, a, a city that is down, um, a city that's looking for a rebirth, uh, as is the narrator in the book. Um, you know, it wouldn't make much sense for me to start out with uh, some great successful city that's in a boom, you know, and then try to make it a little better. Uh, we're basically, um, Scranton is going to change as well as the, as, as the characters in the book uh, due to the characters' actions. So uh, as the book progresses, Scranton improves, and in the second book in, in the series, uh, Scranton becomes a hero too. So that's why we ch I chose a, a city that is kind of down and out right now. All right, we've got about uh, 40 seconds left, Keith. How do you and your family celebrate Christmas? Oh, my uh, grandma and grandpa come up uh, mm -hmm. from uh, out of state and spend a week here. And we're, my son's in heaven while they're up here. And we all uh, do the classic, make the cookies, uh, yeah. make the dinners, uh, go out to movies. So it's just a very good uh, family week or so for us. Well, Keith, once again, to you and yours, a very Merry Christmas. And in the year 2011, I wish you much love, joy, health, prosperity, and continued success. So from everyone here to your home, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you, and it's the same to you, Rob. I appreciate it very much. Take care, sir. ExoNation, Keith Cornell has been our guest this hour. Once again, the website is www.superborn.net www.superborn.net Keith and I uh, Keith is not going to be with me when I come back from this commercial break but I will be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues we're right here from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada my name is Rob McConnell visit our website www.exxonradiotv.com and to listen to past shows www.exxonpodcast.com I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the hour. Don't go away.